What's up? Hope you're all good in the hood, my friends. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Optimize Your Body Podcast. And today I wanted to jump straight into the topic of flexible dieting versus clean eating. And this is a very interesting one, right? And you're going to get a ton of value from it as usual. First and foremost, I have actually done both of these, right? So let's just really break it down first and foremost. Now, flexible dieting, what is that? Ultimately, it's giving you more flexibility with your approach. Now, you may or may not have heard of IIFYM, if it fix your macros. Now, I, you know, all in all, I'm not a big fan, okay, of that message of, you know, if it fits your macros, then anything's fine. You can eat anything as long as it fits within your protein, fats, carbs, and calories, right? Because as I've talked about before, everyone knows my philosophy when it comes to this stuff and, you know, processed foods are designed to make us overeat. So you're going to be never satiated and always finding, always fighting a losing battle really. Now it can work though, right? Now having a flexible approach is great, but the thing is like anything within the fitness and nutrition world, everything always gets labeled and taken to the extreme, right? So flexible dieting, great if you use it properly and appropriately, but, you know, fitting anything into your macros and calories and any types of foods it's not really going to work, right? It's it's not going to be ideal. Uh, clean eating is obviously eating, for example, following like a meal plan, right? So following a meal plan and eating, quote unquote, you know, just, just clean food. So real food, but following more of a rigid approach effectively, right? Now, as I say, you know, I took, I've taken everything to the extreme, my friend, as you know, right? So especially with bodybuilding and whatnot, as you know, you know, a lot of you know my journey anyway, right? So I'm not going to get too much into that. But with clean eating, for example, I used to follow a strict diet plan. You know, I start I started off following diet plans when I was competing, but then I would do that even when I wasn't competing because uh, that's all I knew. So I was like, right, okay, I got shredded for the stage. So how do I stay in shape? Because then I became obsessed with how I looked even more so, right? So then it was like, right, okay, I'm going to follow this diet plan Monday to Friday, and then I'm going to enjoy myself on the weekend, right? I'm going to let my hair down. And then what would happen, obviously, because I was too rigid with the approach uh, and too restrictive, then no shit, I would uh, overeat and eat like an arsehole, basically, on the weekends. That's what I like to say. And we all know what that is, right? Eating like an arsehole. You don't have to, have to get me to explain that. Every single person listening knows exactly what that is, right? So, and then my my experience with flexible diet, and then I took that to the extreme as well, right? So I was like, right, let me see what I can fit in. Because what I was doing then when I started tracking food is I was then, you know, again, with these extreme behaviors, a lot of it was kind of triggered through bodybuilding and other stuff going on. Um, and then, you know, what I was doing then is, right, let's see how much shit I can eat and stay with it by macros. I only did that for a short period. Um, but a lot of people still live, you know, as you all know, I've overcome these problems and it's made me, you know, on top of my game now. So I'm thankful for these struggles. But a lot of people don't come out of that, right? And they get obsessed. They get, you know, very much almost stuck, really, or fixed on one extreme or the other, right? So I'm going to break down a very interesting study for you. And then I'm going to give you some takeaways that, you know, you can go away and and think about or maybe implement after this, right? Now, I think it's really appropriate this time of year as well to be talking about this stuff because, you know, a lot of you listening might be looking to tighten things up now, right? New year, new me, although I hate that. <laughs> Nothing wrong with reinventing yourself and, and transforming yourself this year. But, you know, new year, new me, I feel like it's taken to the extreme as well, right? Because people go from one extreme to another. But if you're looking to level up, this is perfect timing because, right, how can I... Um, how can I level up and, you know, improve my relationship with food, my habits, my eating habits, and really get into fantastic shape physically and mentally uh, without feeling too restricted and without feeling like, you know, 
I'm constantly constantly in that diet mindset. It's a horrible place to be, right? I'm sure you can relate to this. When you're stuck in that kind of like diet or like, you know, when you go out with friends or whatever, you're like, oh, I can't because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm diet, you know, using that word, just be mindful with that, right? It's all good saying, no, you know, I choose not to have that food uh, because, you know, I'm being tighter now with my choices because I really want to kind of improve, you know, my mind and body. Nothing wrong with that. But when you say things like, again, go back to restriction, when you say things like, you know, I can't have that because I'm following X diet, when you use those words automatically, again, like I said on the last podcast, you're hypnotizing yourself and then you're going to feel restricted, right? And I used to do the same thing. I used to say, you know, I can't have this, can't have that because it's not within my plan, right? When I was bodybuilding. So the study, let's get stuck in, my friend, right? So they did a 10-week study on both of these approaches. I'm going to elaborate a bit more on the approaches as well. So don't worry if you're thinking, what the hell is he talking about? But 10-week study and the basically the people within the study were um, doing resistance training. So they were lifting weights and quite a lot. I think they were averaging like four workouts a week, actually strength training. And bear in mind that that, that makes a massive difference because of the effect on the metabolism and everything and body composition. So what they did is they put the two groups. So just to be clear, one of the groups was, uh, you know, basically eating um, based on what their macros and calories were. So, right, here's your protein, fats, and carbs. Here's your calories. Go for it. No restrictions whatsoever. Eat what you want as long as you stick within those guidelines. And the other group were following a rigid diet plan where it was predominantly whole foods. All right. And what they did is they put both groups into a 20% calorie deficit, right, for 10 weeks. And surprise, surprise, there was no difference in fat loss, right? Because, my friend, no matter what approach we talk about, what angle I come from with the stuff I'm talking about, you cannot debate or you know, challenge the law of thermodynamics, right? Burning more than you're eating. So obviously, they put both groups in a 20% calorie deficit. In other words, they found out what their maintenance calories were, and then they, they took the calories down by 20%, and it was absolutely no difference over the 10 weeks in fat loss, okay? What they did find, which was quite interesting, was the clean eating group or the rigid meal plan group, they actually gained two kgs less uh, lean body mass um, after the study, right? So that's what they found after the study. They gained two kg less lean body mass, right? So, oh, sorry, no, this is during, the, my bad, sorry. This is during the, oh, no, sorry, this is after the study. Yeah, so after the study, what they found was the rigid meal plan, they gained two kilos less lean body mass. In other words, that's quite a big difference, right? or fat-free mass, in other words, muscle. So the flexible dieting group actually built two kgs more muscle after the study than the rigid meal plan group um, on average, right? Which is pretty significant. And that would look very different uh, on your body as well, two kgs of muscle, or you'd notice it for sure anyway. Uh, and also it goes to show, right? But the reason they spec, what they speculated was, you know, the people tracking, you know, because the flexible dieting group would have been very meticulous with tracking, right? Because they'd be tracking their calories and macros and protein, um, and also we, we know that, you know, even my fitness pal app, which is the most accurate one is not entirely accurate. I think it's on average about 90% accurate, um, lower than that, really, if you add it all up in terms of food labels and how far they can be out and stuff like that. So it's notoriously inaccurate. Uh, but the likelihood is that the flexible group were, you know, more consistent, right? Because they're used to tracking and they're very meticulous with that, right? Which is probably why, you know, they probably hit more protein afterwards, and therefore built built more muscle and had better results afterwards than the rigid group, right? Because you can imagine the rigid group were probably not used to tracking and weighing, and then they probably just were too loose with things after the study, right? Um, but ultimately, it always comes down to the same thing, you know, with this study and the conclusion, my friend. 
when protein and calories are equally equated, right? In other words, when you hit your protein target, right? So you have, you know, high protein or adequate protein for what your goal is, depending on what your goal is. And you have the right amount of calories for your goal. So in other words, if you're looking to lose weight, you're in a 15 to, sorry, at least a 10 to 25% calorie deficit. In other words, you, you know, you're, you're reducing your calories by 10 to 20% below your maintenance, basically, right? Then you lose similar amounts of fat, regardless of any other variable, right? Fats and carbs are personal preference. They make no different. And yes, they make a difference to energy and gut health, those kind of things, and all those things which are more, I would say, nuanced and things to tune in a little, you know, you, people tune into those things a bit later in their journey once they've mastered, you know, managing their body weight and everything else and uh, body composition and everything else. Uh, but when protein and calories are equated and calculated, right, and done properly and you stick to them, you lose similar amounts of fat regardless of the variables, right? So again, it, it comes down to the same principles, right? It really is quite simple when you strip it all back. If you can hit the calories that you need to hit, you can consistently hit the protein target, which is very challenging, by the way, for the average person. Very, it sounds easy, very challenging. Um, you know, the, the the fat loss results are always basically pretty much exactly the same. All right. So, yeah, so that was an interesting study I wanted to talk about today. Now, let's go a little bit deeper into these two approaches. Because it's very, very important to understand this, right? Now, the key thing is, and I haven't really talked about it from this angle before, my friend, but you got to have a flexible mindset. There's something I was thinking, I was thinking, how did I overcome, you know, the bloody emotional eating that I was doing all the time? You know what I mean? For those two years, um, on and off bodybuilding comps, even when I wasn't competing, right? I was struggling with that. How did I overcome a poor relationship with food and everything else? And I was like, what it was is eventually I, first and foremost, like I said before, was just eating more whole foods, very simple. That was the main thing. Less processed foods, more whole foods, keeps you more satiated. You naturally eat less and you naturally get more in tune with your body signals. And therefore you look better as a byproduct. But the key thing is, and this is always the same with my clients, my friend, right? It's keeping a flexible mindset because even with quote unquote flexible dieting, right? In other words, flexible dieting, just if you don't know what it is, it's just like what I said, it's just sticking to your calories and macros that are prescribed to you really. And then keeping your approach flexible, as long as you hit your protein primarily, stick to the calories. And if you have got fats and carbs prescribed, the other macros, then stick into them roughly, although they don't make any difference to body composition, like I said. So, you know, stick into your protein and calories, for example, that's flexible dieting, and then just basically eat what you want. Um, it sounds great on paper, by the way, my friend, but it's really not that simple. Uh, you can still fall into an inflexible mindset with that because then people get really obsessed. People can do like I did anyway at one point and you know, I've, I've met lots of people, especially within, you know, the people I used to compete with and stuff like that, where they were obsessed with tracking calories and macros and becoming really rigid with that, right? And then they were like, oh, you know, I basically, I didn't stick to my macros and calories for one day, and then they get pissed off and binge right? Or, you know, couldn't stick to my calories, couldn't stick to my calories today, which, by the way, it goes over a weekly basis, right? Not a daily thing. With clients, I always plan out their calories over the week, right? which is the way to do it because the body doesn't work on a day-by-day -day thing. It's a case of having roughly the calories you're going to eat. And it's actually a good thing without going off, off too much on a tangent. It's actually a good thing to have different amounts of calories every day because it promotes kind of flexibility with the metabolism um, and also can help with performance in the gym if you're having higher calorie days and, you know, banking up some calories for the weekend so you can have more flexibility and stuff like that. But what I was getting at is the flexible mind. So you can, you can be quote-unquote, you know, being very flexible with your approach in terms of what food you're eating, uh, but then get really, really rigid and obsessed with sticking to the calories and macros and then overeating because you're getting too rigid with the numbers, right? 
Um, and then the same goes for people on a meal plan or quote unquote clean eating. You know, you can go out for a spontaneous meal, for example. Um, and then because you have come off your meal plan, for example, or, you know, whatever, you, you, you skip the meal and then you ended up making a poor choice. You can then go, ah, hit the off button and then it's all or nothing again, right? So it can go both ways. It all comes down to mindset. It comes down to repetition in terms of how hard are you working on uh, basically being consistent with eating real foods. Uh, in other words, single ingredient foods. My friend, if you can take that one thing into this year, eat more single ingredient foods, right? Instead of foods with more more than one ingredient in, you know, you'll it'll be life-changing if you can really focus on that. When you do your food shop, right? I'm only going to shop for primarily single ingredient foods, steak, avocado, berries, banana. Okay. You don't need a rocket scientist to, to break it all down for you. Right. Game changer. Right. But it all comes down to, it all circles back to adherence as well, my friend. Right. So we can talk about flexible dieting, clean eating, keto, go down the list of all these diets that, you know, people use, but it comes down to adherence and personal preference. Okay. So what fits into your lifestyle more? What's going to make you, what's going to make it easier? Okay. So which approach is the easiest? This comes up time and time again in studies, which approach, which way of eating is going to feel the easiest, right? That's the one that you're much more likely to adhere to and therefore get sustainable results. That's the big thing, my friend, right? As I always talk about, right? Remember six out of seven people who are overweight, are able to successfully lose weight during their lifetime, right? Six out of seven people. Uh, several times, by the way, not just once. But up to 95% of those six out of seven people will fail at keeping it off in the long term. That's a huge number, my friend, right? And then one to two-thirds of those people who, um, you know, who manage to keep that in the small minority of the 5% of people, one to two-thirds of those people will add back on more weight than they lost. Sorry. Let me take that back, sorry. Uh, out of the 95% of people who actually gain all the way back, um, basically, you know, one to two thirds of those people will will add back on more weight than what they lost in the first place. I think the average person gains something like five to six pounds a, a year or something now, maybe more than that. And to be honest, my friend, it's actually climbing as well. And there's loads of factors there, which I'm not going to go into, you know, the obesity epidemic and weight gain is actually becoming a bigger problem. Um, so, you, you know, and we're not just talking about weight gain, by the way, right? If you're listening to this, you're thinking, God, he's going on about weight. No, it's about mindset. It's about approach. It's about behaviors. Uh, and ultimately, it's about you being able to be sustainable with whatever your goal is. It doesn't matter, right? Because it's going to apply to everything. Like if you're looking to build muscle, if you're looking to level up your body and just get to the next level, basically eating whole foods predominantly, right? And avoiding those ultra processed foods and ultimately finding an approach in terms of whether that's having a meal plan. Because that works for some of my clients, my friend, I'll be honest. Stick into a meal plan. Again, it has to be flexible. It can't be like, you know, eating the same meals every day. When I prescribe my clients a meal plan, it's first of all, it's adapted to how they already eat. So I look at how they're eating currently, and then I adapt something which is very similar, uh, but which is just varied to A, make sure that they enjoy their meals, and B, make sure that they hit their macros and calories, right? Um, you know, that could that could be a good approach for a lot of people, right? And it does work for a lot of people. I would say, hand, I would say all in all, though, the best approach that I've had with clients is definitely not giving them uh, you know, I can give them examples of meal plans and everything else to stick to the numbers, but it definitely would be quote unquote flexible dieting, right? In other words, I don't, what I mean by that is I don't mean yes, okay, free for all, go for your life, my friend, to my client, yeah, and eat what you want. Um, as long as you know, I don't mean that. What I mean is right, meet them where they're at. This is how they're currently eating. 
All right. This is how much protein they're having. This is the types of foods they're eating. How can we, you know, basically get them to hit their protein goal, uh, stay within their calories and change minimal stuff, right? One thing at a time, right? Let's add this in. Let's change that, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and keep it flexible so then they can still have, you know, a bit more balance. And then when they, you know, when they're socializing and stuff like that, then they know over the space of week, if they stick to the, the calories that I prescribed them for the week, not day, right? So let's say I, have the, I tell a person that we're going to aim for roughly 2000 calories. You know, first and foremost, it's always going to be a range of calories. So we're going to say, you know, 1900 to 2000. Then I'm going to say, right, what we're going to aim for is give or take 13,000 to 14,000 for the week. And we can break that up however we like, right? So don't get too rigid day by day. Um, yeah, so really, really simple stuff there, my friend. But, you know, the biggest takeaways, as I say, is always going to be, A, you got to keep a flexible mindset, okay? you got to be willing to be versatile. B, the best approach is going to be the one that feels the easiest. Adherence is absolutely everything, my friend, okay? So, yeah, and I'm going to leave it there. Uh, I just wanted to say one or two more things. You know, what you got to look at is, you know, we can label things, we can label, and that's another thing as well, like what I notice a lot, and this is something that I used to struggle with, is, you know, cheat meals, okay? So labeling things, for example, uh, I notice this a lot with people who, you know, if it fits your macros or, you know, f- follow a really flexible approach in terms of eating what they want and sticking to their macros and calories, basically they have cheat meals, right? And I used to do this as well. My friend, everything I talk, talk about, I've been through and I've coached hundreds of clients through, okay? That's why you need to listen to this wisdom, right? Because it's on point. But what I was going to say is, you know, flexible dieting, I've lost my trail of thought right now, bear with me, uh, flexible dieting, cheat meals, right? So, you know, when you're labeling something a cheat meal, another strong takeaway for you, right? If you're, oh, you know, as long as I hit my protein and calories, I'm all good. And then you're like, right, I'm going to have a cheat meal. Nothing wrong. By the way, my friend, I promote flexibility. Okay, like that's why I said it works better than a restrictive way normally for most people, depending on the person. That's not to say it should be restrictive clean eating or following a diet plan but it can be for, for for more people, for the average person. So when you have more of a flexible approach and you, as long as you're eating at least, you know, 85% whole foods and you're hitting your protein and calories, you know, you might want to have a cheat meal, right? Don't label it a cheat meal, okay? So, you know, being flexible doesn't mean you have to lay, keep labeling things, right? Because when you do that, and then you cheat, you you know, you, you quote unquote cheat on your, on, your, on, on your diet or whatever you want to call it, then, you know, you naturally feel guilty the next day because you've labeled it a cheat for a start, right? You're much more likely to go overboard as well, okay? And ultimately, it can really be, uh, create more of a poor relationship with food. There's nothing... What I wanted to say is, though, if you want to have a burger and chips, you want to have a pizza, you're going out with friends, you know, whatever it is, just don't label it, my friend. Trust me on this. Just say, right, I'm going to have a burger and chips because I want a burger and chips, all right? You're an adult. Don't label things cheat, cheat meal or cheat days, right? Because ultimately... What you're doing then is you're kind of like you're, you're, you're hitting the off button, right? And you've got more chance of hitting the off button. You've got more chance of going overboard as well. Because when I used to do that, I would look forward to it all. Yay. I'd be like, yes, my cheat meals on Saturday. And then I'd be planning it out all week. And then I'd be so excited and the anticipation would be so high. Uh, and I would have probably restricted a bit more than I needed to, to enjoy that cheat meal more. Then I would go overboard, right? Because then when you eat those foods and you've labeled it a cheat, it's like I'm cheating on my diet. And then you go, ah. Oh, well, I might as well have a dessert and then the next day you don't feel too good. And then it can be like, oh, you know what? I might as well just have another another cheat meal. You know what I'm saying? It can easily get out of hand. 
And it's just not necessary to, it's, you're not cheating. You're just having a bloody burger and chips, right? Or whatever you're going to have. So that's a little thing I wanted to finish that with because that kind of intertwines with the flexible diet and approach. Um, but ultimately, you know, I hope that was helpful for you. You know, it always comes down to the same thing. If you go, it's, it's very simple on paper, but it, it always going to come down to the behaviors, your lifestyle, um, you know, and those kind of things. And, and the big factors that I always talk about and focus on your sleep, managing your stress, right? All these factors, they're firstly, they're hard to, to track in studies because it's very complex when it comes to stress management and sleep alone. Uh, and secondly, without those two things taken care of, without you, you know, if you're overloading stress and you, you know, you're, you're not sleeping properly, you know, everything is going to be out of whack. You know, your hormones, everything, your, your, you know, your, your mental health, everything's going to be out of whack and then you're going to make worse decisions with food. So they're the two big rocks. And then when it comes to nutrition, it's behaviors, it's working on the behaviors, it's working on eating more single ingredient foods and reducing ultra-processed foods, getting those ultra-processed foods out of the house so you're much less likely to overeat, right? And just looking at what's going to be best for you, my friend, right? And just imagine, right? Just imagine this, just to finish off. Imagine where you could be, my friend, right? Even 90 days from now, right? 90 days. Imagine going into, you know, wherever we're going to be in April, right? I know most of you are in the US right now. So imagine, you know, going into springtime, yeah? The birds are tweeting outside. It's getting light in the mornings, Right? And you're feeling on top of your game. You may have dropped, you know, your clothes might be small. You may have dropped the dress size or whatever that is, whatever your goal is. You may have packed on a load of muscle. Either way, you're feeling proud of what you've achieved at the first quarter of the year. And you're looking in the mirror like, yeah, spring's here. I'm feeling on top form. I'm brimming with confidence. My energy levels are charged up. I did what I said I was going to do. That's the most important thing, my friend. You've got to be someone. You've got to change your identity, right? If you really want it, you've got to upgrade your identity like I talked about previously. And you've got to really go, right, who do I need to become? I need to become a person who says, you know, who backs up and does what they says they're going to do, right? You know, I've talked about the ice bath. I'm going to order an ice bath tonight now. And I've committed to that because I'm the person who, when I say something, I commit to it and I lead by example, right? So you, you need to become that person who, who, who does that, who sticks to what they say. And you're not going to be perfect, but if you could be 80, at least 80 to 90% consistent now with your training and nutrition, for example, um, and lifestyle factors like getting good sleep for the next 90 days. Imagine where you could be. You'd be on top four, my friends. You can make some, and that's why, you know, with my clients, but the reality is though, my friend, right? You know, 90 days is the minimum is what you need, the minimum to make changes that you can stick to. Because it's one thing making a few changes. Great, fantastic, losing weight. Again, look at the stats, my friends, right? Look at the stats. Six out of seven people, you know, will gain all the way back. And even when it comes to just getting in better shape, my friend, right? Even when it comes to just building muscle and just leveling up, most people don't stick to it. They're not consistent right? Um, so you've got to look at, right, let me get after it. Let me make changes I can stick to. And in order to do that, it's going to take you at least, you know, 90 days, three months to do that anyway. Okay. But, you know, I can help you with that, my friend. Anyway, I can help you with that. Uh, but I'm not a good mind reader, right? I'll be honest with you. I'm shit at reading minds. Not sure about you. So you have to ask if you need help, right? Um, and I'm going to be taking on, see, six people, six more people this month who are really looking to, you know, unlock their true potential and and get into the shape of their life, you know, within the next 90 days. So if you want my support, my friend, and you need the accountability and you feel like you need that, you know, you, you really want to get to the next level and you don't want to fuck around, excuse the French, uh, and maybe spin your wheels and end up back to square one again, then, you know, I can help you with that, my friend, right? Uh, so all you got to do is just drop me a message on Instagram at Martin Silver Fitness with the word info. And we can talk. I can't help everyone. 
Uh, I like to work with a certain type of client that I know I can serve very well, my friend, rather than working with lots of people and giving an average service. Um, but we'll have a chat either way. You know, I'd love to to chat to you anyway and add value. And either way, you're going to get value from the conversation. And I'm going to probably give you a game plan anyway of some sort uh, if you reach out. So just drop me uh, a DM with the word info. Uh, or, you know, you can fill out the coaching inquiry form. If you go to my Instagram, there's a link there and you can fill out the coaching inquiry form. Um, probably better off just drop me a message on Instagram though, because we can do all that in the DMs. Uh, or if it's better for you, I mean, better is Instagram or fill out the coaching inquiry form. But as a last resort, just drop me an email, admin at optimizeyourbody.com, my friend. All right. And over and out, have a great day, evening, morning, wherever you're at.